welcome to our second spooky episode <laughs> show. Ooh, yeah. Did you guys miss us from the House of Horrors? Because we back, people. We're back. But Scary it's... Kyla Taylor is here. Ooh, yeah. Just like Abbott and Costello when they faced all the monsters, probably. How do you... Well, I... I'm trying to cover one reference in an episode, Taylor, and you're bringing up more that I don't understand, and I'm going to go research. Well... I haven't actually seen any Abbott and Costello movies, but I can. I am a fraud, but I'm an honest (laughs) fraud. That's true. (laughs) And but I do know that there were many movies where they went up against classic monsters like mummies and Frankenstein. I think so. That is us. Cool. We are Tabbit and (laughs) Costello. Also, I think our House of Horrors episode is the one where you try to come up with a podcasting couple name for us. Oh my gosh, and now I'm doing it again, kind of, sort of. Wow, maybe that's the curse of our spooky house. Ooh. (laughs) Oh no. I don't even, what was your couple name for us again? Tyla? I think so. Or Kaylor. (laughs) Well, it just doesn't sound like a couple name. It just sounds like a name. Is that going to be Bebop bugging us the rest of the episode? (laughs) Man, we're bringing back all of our sayings. All the callbacks. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, this is a bunch of teasers for old episodes. Yeah, go listen. Except, you know, I want to put a little recording a little disclaimer on episode one because it's so different from the rest of our episodes I feel like I feel like immediately after we got that one done we like just shifted well you know? it's definitely a lot shorter yeah although fun fact peoples when Kyla and I first had our record sesh for our first episode we legit thought our show was only going to be like 15 minutes on average yep <laughs> And then we recorded the first episode, and we were like, oh, I guess we're more like a 30-minute podcast. And now we're, like, pretty (laughs) consistently around, what, hour 15? Yeah, hour, hour 15. Yeah, I guess we imagined it would be get in, say the reference, here's what it is, be done. But we have a lot more to say than just that, as we found out. And we have more segments than we originally planned. Right. Originally, we had one segment and that was the episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah I hmm. yeah it is sort of funny although in general I'm not saying this is a forever thing but in general I usually listen to our episode when we're editing and when it comes out and then I'm like okay I can like move on to the next thing like I don't need to stay stuck in this episode yeah. But maybe it's hurting me. Like, maybe we could be doing all callbacks all the time. Um, we could, we'd have to, I'd have to go back and listen to the episodes because it's hard to remember, right? We could be bebop bugging each other with callbacks all the time. Now you're just going to make them not funny anymore. Can we put that one on a t-shirt? 
Bebop Buggin. Yeah. <gasps> I love that. Mm, teaser. Are Kyla and Taylor going to be releasing t-shirts of some sort? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> mm, be following mm. us mm, for more episodes. Yeah. And on Twitter at Sauce the Show. Mm. Mm-hmm. Might be kind of soon. Time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, guys, thanks for joining us once again. And for all the great interactions we've been having on yeah. the on in the Twitter sphere. Yeah, speaking of Twitter. Yeah, speaking of. We got a nice little follow-up to our Fimbot episode that we did. What Maybe was this Two episodes ago? Yep. Yes. Thank you. This is from at Major General Stanley. Well, Mage underscore Jen underscore Stanley. I presume that means Major General Stanley. And... <laughs> They said, you forgot the time Rory said Paris doesn't sleep. She sort of makes a worried noise and shuts down. Which is a perfect example. Yes. And it's in the same episode when Lorelai's like, she's a robot. She's a robot. Which we did reference. So it's in the same episode. So here's that clip from episode 210, The Bracebridge Dinner. What's all this homework you have to do? Just stuff for the paper. What? Why? Because Paris wants the first issue back to be a double issue, so we have to prep over break, and she says the news never sleeps. What about Paris? Does she ever sleep? I think she periodically makes a whirring noise and then just shuts down. Uh, immediately when I read that, I was like, I totally know what they're talking about. Just did not even think about it for the Fembot episode. So thank you, Sergeant General, Sir, <laughs> Madam. Major General. Major General. Modern Major General. <laughs> Something. Thank you for that. That is a perfect example. Paris is a robot. Theory confirmed. Yes. And, like, that's exactly the kind of thing, if we miss something like that, tell us. We want to know. Mm-hmm. Also, we had another fun shout-out. This week, we tweeted a lovely gif of Lorelai saying, Get back in your pajamas, go to bed, eat nothing but gallons of ice cream and tons of pizza from the episode when she's telling Rory to wallow. And one of our favorite Twitter fans, Lola's Cherry Cola, a.k.a. Lizette, (laughs) she shared a picture. This is amazing. She said she's 33 weeks pregnant, which congratulations. And we can't wait for your little cute person to join us in the world. And Is is her name going to be (laughs) Lorelai? Or Kirk. Tell us now. Or Kirk. Oh, gosh. Can't name your kid Kirk. But this picture is amazing. We retweeted it. She has this cool shelf set up across her tub. She's watching Gilmore Girls on her iPad or tablet. She has waffles in a bowl and a bottle of water and something else. Oh, cookies, I think. This is amazing. I want to be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So she said she's pretty close to what Lorelai recommended. That's awesome. Respect for that. Now, I live in an apartment, and I was not the first person to live in the apartment, so I cannot use the bathtub. I just freaks me out because there's other people. I use it as a shower, but okay, I just good. can't get down in there. We okay. clean. I mean, I clean the bathtub, but it's just, I don't know what's there, what's left. It's kind of how I feel about all bathtubs because I think about what's been on me and I kind of don't want to sit in it. (laughs) It's so "Mm." nice, though. I used to take a lot of baths. I mean, high school, light some candles. I'd love to get back to Hmm. it. 
I think I just like to get in, get out, do the quick shower, be done. Yeah. Mm. Well, good. <laughs> Next time on Kyla and Taylor's bath and shower preferences. <laughs> In case you guys are curious. Well, tell now we you. get clean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so finally, another great tweet this week or a couple weeks or whatever from Meredith, who is also a friend from college. Awesome Meredith person. Yay. And she was in a, what's it called? CrossFit gym, which she does CrossFit. Up, I, I can't even. Yeah. Muscles on her. And she overheard people making a Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan joke. And she got it because of our episode, episode, what, 12? And yeah. that made me so proud because that's exactly what we want to do is exactly. understand the pop culture references in Gilmore Girls. And all around us. Yeah. So thank you for telling us, Meredith. That is awesome. Proud. Side note, the I, Tanya movie starring Margot Robbie just premiered at Toronto International Film Festival. And they were talking about it on one of my other fave podcasts, Pop Culture Happy Hour. And apparently they really enjoyed it. So maybe we'll have to go do a So It's a Show movie night. I think that would be fun. I think we should. Yes. We got to f- go follow up on these past references. I know. Okay. Side note. Also, one more cool Twitter shout out. I forgot this because you said it. This week has been awesome on Twitter. So random, but I love mm-hmm. it. Angela P says she loves the premise of our podcast and it's not just another Gilmore Girls podcast. So shout out to the Lady Pod Squad, including <laughs> Angela. Thank you. That's what we're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Combine mm-hmm. a couple loves, but also there was a Nancy Kerrigan Tanya Harding meme that I saw, and I don't know if it's too soon, but um, oh, no. I laughed. Is it something we're gonna put on our Tumblr? Probably, maybe, possibly, <laughs> definitely. It was a photo of Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, obviously before the whack heard around the world. <laughs> and it said on there back when. Taking a knee meant taking a knee. Oh. <laughs> so a little political, little uh, ouch. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're not a political podcast, but that feels very relevant to pop culture, Gilmore yep. Girls. <laughs> yep. Oh, snap. I just couldn't share it, though. I just felt like, no, it's, but I'll, I'll look at it. <laughs> um also fun fact i shared this on our twitter apparently margot robbie who i think is older than we are did not know that the nancy tanya story was a real thing when she signed on to be on the movie she just thought it was a really good script <laughs> which i'm glad to hear that the script is great that's a good sign but for the script she needs to listen to our podcast clearly <laughs> Clearly, we talk to someone. Uh huh. Oh, that's too funny. Well, speaking of movies based off of topics of our episodes, we're going to do another one today that's going to be a movie soon. We are staying on trend. (laughs) (laughs) Delayed, but on trend. (laughs) Yes. So, should we kick it off? 
with our fave first segment? With our favorite and only first segment, let's do it. The best, you know? The worst. <laughs> so, keeping with the spookiness of this episode, which... Ooh. We'll see how spooky you think it is, but... <laughs> favorite and least favorite, mysteries on Gilmore Girl. Taylor? My favorite in especially the first seven seasons is Where is Mr. Kim? (laughs) Yes. The long-running question of why does Lane say things like my parents don't like it when I do this but we only ever see Mrs. Kim and we only get a vague reference one time about how Lane was conceived. And that's about really all we ever get from Mrs. Kim. <laughs> and yeah, that is I, a strange one. I think the fan service in A Year in the Life was funny. It kind of killed the joke a little. But I appreciate that the Paladinos tried to give us some sort of closure to that. And yet open so many new questions. Right. Yeah, I. it just didn't make much sense because Mrs. Kim, you assume mm-hmm. based on her faith background and her stubbornness, would not have gotten a divorce, Mm-mm. would not have lived without her husband. I heard someone suggest one time that he was a missionary. And maybe that's why he was gone all the time. And I think that would make sense to me. Like, that's an explanation that I do not think really has any textual support in the show. But headcanon-wise, makes sense to me. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's a good mystery. Oh, hey, my dad's here. Oh, hi, Mr. Kim. How about you, Kyla? So my favorite mystery of the show, long running, how and why does Kirk have so many jobs? (laughs) And where does he even work every episode? It's a, it's new or it's, how, how can he work at a beauty store? Also at the grocery store. And (laughs) then he's running this movie theater every Friday, Saturday night it's and why why can you imagine what doing his tax returns or tax forms oh, are my god like his w mess nightmare that's w2 that you do no that's yeah his w2 yeah oh, he my would have gosh. so many Ugh, that sounds horrid yeah I, I i don't i don't understand why not just keep your favorite kirk you've tried them all pick one flower delivery really Mhm. All of them. This is All that's what he does in this episode. Flower delivery. Hence and he's my proud of it. Callback. Uh, yeah. Yes. All thousand. Mhm. That's my favorite. All right, least favorite. Mm, let's see. Least favorite is a bit of a strong term. But something I'm still wondering about, and it bothers me that I'm still wondering about, mm-hmm. whatever happened to Jess's family in California? 
hmm, like, where'd they go? Slash, did he stay in touch with them? I understand they were trying to do a spinoff show, and so they introduced a bunch of characters oh. that they never really planned to bring back on Gilmore Girls. But all the same, I feel like we could have gotten some closure on that. That makes sense that they were trying to do a spinoff show, because I didn't know that, and it definitely does feel that way. Interesting. Yep. It was supposed to be a backdoor pilot called Winchester Circle, I believe. Really? Yeah. Like, what we're talking about today? <laughs> Almost. Ooh. But no, not the same. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that was random. And why is it your least favorite? Because it was just weird and random and... Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if it's really my least favorite. I feel like as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to think of something else. that I'm like, oh, I should have said that. But it's something that it bothers me that we didn't, like, ever hear about those people again. Right. Why not? They're his family. And family is weirdly important in indirect ways to Jess and his character. So it seems like there should be something we find out. And next thing you know, Jess is living in his car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, we don't even really know what happens to Jess. I mean, it's just kind of, he just kind of pops up and then he has a bookstore and then he has a printing poetry. press. <laughs> he's printing, he's slamming, he's poetry jamming. <laughs> nice. That was really good poetry. Thank you. I'm a poet. <laughs> so Miley's favorite. I'm going to pair a couple together. Okay. So, least favorite mysteries on Gilmore Girls would be how Rory and Lorelai don't die of heart failure or obesity. <laughs> and how they have the money for their home, for shopping, for certain colored highlighters and post-it notes for mm -hmm. Chilton and... Those are my least favorite because I think some things in shows just don't matter and you just, they're there to enjoy. So let's not really think about how they can eat all that junk food and stay thin. It's funny. It's part of mm -hmm. what makes Gilmore Girls and Stars Hollow so quirky. And, you know, they, mm -hmm. it's funny when they go shopping and banter. And sometimes they show like when they window shopped and hated it. But then other times they can just go on these random shopping sprees and be fine. But I just think, let it be. Just enjoy. Enjoy the Pop-Tarts. Enjoy the pizza every other episode. Who cares? It's funny you mention that because when I was re-watching this episode yesterday to refresh my memory, I was thinking about it because after, we'll get to this in a few minutes, Lorelai says cookies never make it out of the car. She pulls out a box of Nilla wafers literally right after she <laughs> says that. Oh, and I was like, funny. do vanilla wafers not count as cookies in your mind? Because they're not quite as high calorie as some other ones. And then I started going off. Also, I was at the gym when I was watching this. So maybe that's why I was thinking <laughs> about it. But I was going, okay, so there's back to the same old junk food issue and no exercise. But then I thought about they walk everywhere. Everywhere. That's true. That's true. 
So they are getting exercise indirectly. They don't go to the gym, maybe, mm. but they walk all over town. Lorelai's on her feet all day at the inn. Yeah, and all Rory... year round, they walk in the snow. Yeah, Rory's walking around a lot at school. So yeah, it's not that well, they are inactive. Solid point. Mm-hmm. We just solved that mystery. Good job, Taylor. <laughs> High five. Thanks. Thanks. And I mean, even Lorelai has to do the exercise of putting on shoes while she goes down the stairs when Max is <laughs> <laughs> about to pick her up for dinner. She's talented that way. Mm-hmm. You're annoyingly on time again! Stairs, then shoes. Stairs, then shoes. So, are we talking this episode now? We are talking this episode. What in the Gilmore, what in the Stars Hollow happened? (laughs) I like that. Okay, so the IMDb episode for the season one finale, which, hey, we made it to the season one finale. We did all of season one. Okay, we'll celebrate at the end, though. Let's get through this. Yes. Love, Daisies, and Troubadours, (laughs) season one, episode 21. The IMDb summary is, in one of the highest rated shows, I'm presuming the IMDb rating because it's 8.8 out of 10. Okay. In one of the highest rated shows, Lorelai is becoming seriously involved with Max just as she finds herself getting in the middle of another relationship when Luke's girlfriend, Rachel, accuses him of being in love with Lorelai. Meanwhile, Rory has her own romance drama and tries to work up the courage to win Dean back. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, Lorelai and Max, they are getting serious. And in the middle of an argument, he asks her to marry him. And then sends daisies. A thousand yellow daisies. Which I have to say, as I was rewatching this yesterday, that is a pretty stars hollow good proposal except for the fact that he wasn't there i know but i and that's bothered me in the past but this time when i watched it i was thinking how wonderful she walks in on these a thousand yellow daisies she calls and he picks up right away he knows she's gonna call and he specifically did it in a way that lets her have space and she doesn't feel pressured because they had, she had felt sort of pressured in their conversation the night before. And the mm-hmm. speech he gives is pretty great. That's true. But, and, I, and this could just be because it was a TV proposal. <laughs> but when, when a guy proposes... Shouldn't he kind of know the answer? And also, shouldn't he be there? And also, shouldn't the girl not feel pressured because she just wants to marry him? And she already knows? I don't get the whole surprise proposal or or even the not talking about it beforehand. Just like uh, a couple of friends, uh, I think when they were still engaged or when they first got married, said that, um, yeah, you know, we proposed this way, and they're like, but we kind of already got engaged a little bit before that. And I was like, what do you mean you got engaged before the, like, you know, ring proposal? He mm-hmm. said, well, we, like, kind of talked about it and, like, kind of said that we wanted to get married. 
I was like, doesn't everyone do that? Other like <laughs> you talk before. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe some people like those big surprises, but these are all good points. No one should propose <laughs> to you in the middle of an argument. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm suspending my disbelief for the television episode, but I agree with you in real life on all those things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, where's with Luke? He knew right away. He said yes immediately. Both times. <laughs> Both times, yes. Which, speaking of Luke, he and Rachel, drama, drama. Drama, drama. Because he's never around. Because he shows up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday to do work on Lorelai's porch rail, which she did not ask him to do. No. And he wakes her up. And she's cranky. And so is Rory. Then... I would be too. He shows up to work on some shingles, but he falls off the roof, and so he has to fix the porch rail again. (laughs) Then... I didn't remember that he fell off. Lorelai mentions it to Rachel. We don't see it. Oh, okay. And then she comes back to the house, and he's there again! And he has broken into her house to work on more? Question mark? And Lorelai knows something's up. And so they have this conversation. And I want you to know that almost immediately after she says, cookies almost never make it out of the car, she grabs a box of Nilla wafers from the pantry. (laughs) You have almost no free time with all your work at the diner. And lately, every spare moment has been spent not with Rachel. That's not true. Oh, she was looking for you today, and she didn't know where you were. I'm not hiding from her. I didn't say you were hiding from her. It sounded like you were implying it. Well, someone's sensitive about the accusation. I think I'm hiding from her. I think you are, too. It's just a little weird having her in my place. I thought that's what you wanted. It was. Is. I'm just... I've just been living alone since... Forever. Now I got used to putting the milk someplace in the fridge and finding it in the exact same spot. You know what I mean? Mm. We don't even keep milk in the house. Well, then cookies. Cookies almost never make it out of the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe you can train Rachel to use a magic marker to mark the milk exactly where you left it. It's not just about milk. I'm not used to someone expecting me. Expecting you to? Come home, do things, be with her. Oh, most people would kill to have that in their lives. I know, but I'm different. I'm a loner. Oh, no. No, no. I don't want to hear about the romance of being a loner. Some guys are just naturally loners. Yes, lonely guys. Independent guys. Sad guys. Maverick guys. Lee Harvey Oswald. John Muir. The Unabomber. Henry David Thoreau. Every one of these sad and lonely guys. It's just not what I thought it would be like having Rachel back. You know, it's, it's not the fantasy I was toting around all these years. Well, Luke, life is not a fantasy. Maybe you have to lower your expectation bar a little bit. So you're saying that life is just settling for whatever comes along? Wow. You think having Rachel's settling? No, I didn't mean that. Rachel's great. And she's crazy about you. And if her worst trait is she's a milk whore, (laughs) you have it pretty good. Yeah. And you just need to give this situation a, a fair chance. I know. And that starts with ceasing work on the Winchester Mystery House here. Okay. So, Kyla, when you heard this clip, what the heck did you think it meant? What the heck did I think? I thought it was maybe like a rundown house. You know, 
because he's constantly working on her house, Winchester mm-hmm. Mystery House. Maybe it was like a really rundown house that needed attention. But that that's it. I don't know what it was. What about you? Same. I'm not even sure I registered that much response to it. I think you said that about our Out of Africa reference. You were like, oh, it didn't even register. I was just like, oh, something Lorelai said. I really right. don't think I thought about it. And I definitely did not know by name when we were looking at finding a reference for this episode. I saw that and I had no idea what it was. Oh, yeah. I, Yeah, I definitely didn't. Fun fact. It's a phrase I keep using tonight. There's another Winchester Mystery House reference in Gilmore <gasps> Girls. Oh, where? It's kind of an Easter egg because it's in A Year in the Life. I have to get back to work. Kitchen's next. Stop. You're not going to have anything left. That's okay. What I do have will bring me joy. Mom, nothing is going to bring you joy right now. Nothing. Your husband just died. When some time has passed and you realize that you've given away all of your carefully chosen stuff, you're going to track down Marie Kondo and kill her, and then you're going to go to jail wearing those jeans, and the Winchester mystery family will be living here in your ball gowns. Huh. I'm trying to think if I even understand that. Winchester Mystery Family versus Winchester Mystery House. Nuanced. Interesting. Mm. But now, guys, we understand it, and we have lots to share. Endless. I think we can say endless information to share about the Winchester Mystery House. Because it is, in and of itself, never-ending. And literally, people are finding new parts to it regularly. That's That's not an abuse of the word literally. That is a literal use of the word literally. (laughs) We literally have to explain that now when we use the word literal. I know. It's all Chris Traeger's fault on Parks and Rec when he's like, literally, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened. (laughs) Never seen it. I know, but I feel like if I just keep referencing Parks and Rec enough times, you'll feel the need to watch it, because I think you'll like it. <laughs> so, Winchester Mystery House. Endless house. In no way related to Jared Padalecki's character on Supernatural, as he and his brother on the show are Sam and Dean Winchester. There are Did mysteries that? on that nice. show, and they are Winchesters, <laughs> but this is not related to Supernatural, as far as I know. <laughs> nice. It's a house out in San Jose on how many acres upon acres of land, and how big is it? What's the square footage, Taylor? Well, square footage is difficult to ascertain, I think, but I do have some stats on how many rooms it has, etc. All right. So here is what is in the Winchester Mystery House. Besides mysteries. Yes, besides mysteries. 40 staircases, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms, and 9 kitchens. And that's not even the biggest the house has ever been. Before a major California earthquake in 1906, it had 200 rooms. And they... (laughs) They still said 2,000 doors, but in that count, they also included trap doors and spy holes. Which, so you just should. So you know. 
So it's ginormous, and mm-hmm. there's no no reason to its design. There's no master plan that was drawn out Mm-mm. when they started. This was meant to be a never-ending project by Sarah Winchester, mm-hmm. widow. She lost her daughter at, what was it, like a year old? One month. One month. Lost her husband several years later. It was like 15 years later. So she's this bajillionaire. You know, back in the day, she's a, you know, millionaire. And mm-hmm. she buys this plot of land and just builds and builds and builds. And now the house, you can tour it. It's privately owned, but you can go for tours. And it has doors that open to nothing. Doors that open on the second story to the outside. Like you would fall to your death or break a leg. I don't know. Cupboards yep. with like a half an inch of storage space. Mm-hmm. Staircases that lead to the ceiling. Staircases that are like the stairs are like a quarter of an inch high because Sarah had arthritis. Although, was she really climbing those stairs or was she just using her elevator? Probably was the there elevator. An elevator in there, there too? There was an elevator, yeah. Wow, I missed that. It's a mysterious house. No rhyme or reason to its design. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of people say this house is haunted. Spooky part of the episode. Ghosts. And I want... (laughs) So I thought that I... You know, one of the things that we say in this show is we try to experience whatever form of pop culture this is as best as possible. And getting out to San Jose was just not an option for either of us on our time budget maybe one day we will go to the winchester mystery house and share pictures with you we would love Mm -hmm. to do that and it just sounds like an interesting house to tour Mm -hmm. but since we couldn't do that i decided to do the next best thing and watch an episode of a tv show called ghost adventures on travel channel and it was dumb it was not helpful (laughs) i was Hoping that it would give me a good, like, peek around the house because it was an hour-long episode and they were going around looking for ghosts and that kind of thing. And I have to tell you now, dear listener, if you are a big believer in ghosts or you love haunted mansions, that kind of thing, I'm going to tell you now, you are not going to like me. Because while I do believe there is more than what we see and that there is a supernatural i am very skeptical of ghost stories and especially tv shows like this because i did not even get a good look at this house when they did this show they spent Mm. the whole time in the dark in this house and they'd say things like oh my gosh did you just see that move and and it would, I'd, they'd like, you know, slow it down and put it in high mm-hmm. res. And I'd be like, is that dust? <laughs> and then every time they'd be like, oh my gosh, did you see that? The camera would move and it was dark in there. And I was like, well, no, I didn't see anything because you moved the camera and it's already dark in there. And then they had this thing. So Sarah Winchester had a seance room that supposedly... She was meeting with ghosts with a medium all the time, and they were supposedly giving her directions for how she was supposed to build the house, because she would literally give new directions every day to her foreman about what should happen with the house, and it might contradict the directions she gave Mm -hmm. the day before. 
And so they set up in this seance room on this ghost adventure show. And they're saying things like, whoa, it's so cold in here. <laughs> and it's uh, like, well, I, how do you, you could say that. And I, there's no way I can disprove <laughs> that. And then, right. so there was this one guy hanging out in the seance room. And the other guys were in the other room and they were like watching through this monitor that I kid you not looked like they just drew a stick figure with Microsoft Paint. <laughs> oh my god. And they were like, Look it, it's on his lap and it's dark in the room. They have like this, you know, what's it called? Night vision on. Uh-huh. And then the, it looks like there's like this little stick figure dancing on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, maybe this is the most high-tech ghost hunting equipment in the world, but for someone like me who just doesn't go into this with open minds, you are not convincing me. And I did not even finish this episode because I was not even getting a good look at the house. You know, I might have watched the same show, but I watched a different episode Uh um, just randomly, I think in a hotel room. (laughs) Because that's where I watch all sorts of random TV. This is, I was just going to say, that's exactly the kind of thing you watch in a hotel room when yeah. you don't know all the channels. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, at one point they turned, like, they had cameras set up. And it panned. And, like, I don't know if they had it. They didn't even explain, like, did they have it on a timer or something to, to pan? It panned. And then you see as it, when it comes over here. And stops, the ch- a chair next to it just leans over. Now, you can only see, and they're, you know, freaking out. You can only see the top of the chair. You can't see the feet where someone could just be down there, just go, like it. And then, yeah, they just start freaking out. Like, did you hear that? And then they just, they can add in sound effects. Like, you, it's just, it's not provable. Exactly. And, and even, you know, with the medium stuff, I actually just listened to a podcast today. I almost didn't, but the host hyped it up so much that I did. And it was with Monica the Medium, who's one of the many, you know, TV show hosts where they do readings and mm-hmm. just your, I'm, do you have a sibling, a cuss sound and, you know, all that stuff. And she did a reading and they're like, you got so much right and I'm crying and I, I just... You know, they're celebrities. You can look up all sorts of stuff. I just don't buy it. I think people have good instincts. hmm And, yeah. So I don't think Sarah was getting great information from her medium, but that's just my opinion. If you do believe in this stuff, like, that's fine. You know, you <laughs> do you. So I just, you know, if you believe it, you do you, whatever. I just don't. Yeah, I'm very skeptical. I'm not going to say there aren't any ghost stories that I've been like, oh, like, because there have been some ghost stories where I'm like, oh, uh, mm, uh, interesting. Yeah. But I, but I also don't think I would bet my life on any ghost story I've ever heard. No. And like, you know, I would believe a ghost story more than a medium because Mm. I do believe in the supernatural. So I could believe something supernatural happening I just don't believe mediums when they say that they're talking to dead people because I think dead people move on. Mm -hmm. I think the most convincing ghost story I ever heard was actually from my ninth and 10th grade language arts teacher. Hmm. 
And that's because she had no reason to lie to us. (laughs) She said she one time went to visit Edgar Allan Poe's grave. And she was at his grave, kind of like kneeling down, looking at it. And somebody came up and talked to her, but she was, like, looking at the grave, she, she, and she didn't know this person, so she, like, didn't really look at them much, didn't, like, you know, have a direct eye contact conversation. And so they were kind of asking questions, like, oh, are you a fan of Edgar Allan Poe? And I think, you know, I don't remember her exact conversation, it was probably something like, yeah, I teach it in my, you know, classroom, that kind of thing. And so, but she remembered that he was wearing, like, kind of a dark outfit or something. And then when she left the grave and went back to where her husband was and, like, other people, she kind of said something like, oh, yeah, that guy who was talking to me at the grave. And everybody was like, what? We didn't see a person there. You know, like, kind of creepy thing. Yeah. (laughs) So, and look, there are plenty of logical explanations for, like, oh, maybe they just didn't see that person, you know, that kind of thing. So that's the kind of thing where I'm like, eh, it may not have happened, but I know she, the kind of person she was, and she wouldn't have made that up to impress people or get attention. Right. So there are those teachers who like to be the cool young teachers. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was just, she was a really good teacher. And she mm-hmm. did teach literature, so I think we were talking about Edgar Allan Poe, and so it was kind of a fun story. But she yeah. also told it in a way like, ooh, that was creepy, but also I'm not 100% sure I saw a ghost. <laughs> right. I have one more ghost story for you. Lay it on me. When I was younger and I babysat, there was this one kid. He was like maybe five or six years old. And he went through this phase where he, <laughs> phase where he was <laughs> running around, putting his hands on his face so it would like pull his eyes down, you know, like pull uh-huh. the skin down. And he'd just run around the house and go, I am a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And now sometimes whenever I hear someone say the word ghost, my brother and I look at each other and we're just like, I am a ghost. (laughs) So Uh... if I say that in this episode, I want you to know it's because a six-year-old kid was really annoyingly running around doing that. But it was funny. funny. That's funny. Babysitting kids. Boom. They say the darndest things, don't <laughs> they? <laughs> so, so, ghosts. Ghosts. So, Sarah Winchester in her mystery house, the commonly believed theory about why Sarah Winchester endlessly built this this maze of a home. It was because of where her fortune came from, and it came from the Winchester rifle is it a Mm -hmm. rifle yes winchester rifle that her husband patented made husband's family yes his family her and fun i gotta stop saying fun fact (laughs) one also this is not a fun fact this is just a spooky fact spooky fact no this is not a spooky fact either when she married her husband he was actually in the garment portion of her family's business so they were not in, I mean, her fam, his family was definitely in the business of making rifles, but her husband was not directly involved. But about four years after they got married, he started working on the rifle. Mm. And these rifles were pretty popular, and so they killed lots of people. And that would be interesting. It's like, uh, oh, it's like Iron Man. Like, what's the Iron Man guy's name? 
Yeah, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. He was just didn't even think about that his weapons are killing people. That's mm-hmm. a result of his invention. So this haunted her and she believed that this is again part of the theory. She believed that it was the spirits of these people were haunting her and that it could be have been the cause for her child's death and for her husband's death and she was next. So this house was meant to trick the spirits. Mm-hmm. Not be able to find her. Sleeping in one of the 40 bedrooms, a different one every night. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to welcome nice spirits. So it was very elegant. I mean, the finishes, the f- little flower details, the furniture. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. It was meant to bring in those kind spirits to protect her. So that's the most common theory. Um, but I don't know about you, but I read some other ones. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think I should add, it was not just... Her, her daughter and her husband who died. Oh. So within just a few years, well, first her daughter died in 1866 at one month mm-hmm. old, which is awful. Yeah. In 1880, her mom died and her husband's dad died. Same year. Then the next year, her husband died. Then a couple years after that, her sister died. Oh, wow. Then she moved to California with another sister. Huh. So there was a lot of death leading up to that, plus all the people who had died because of the Winchester rifles. Right. Right. One of the theories that I read, that it had nothing to do with ghosts or a medium who was helping her, that she was a Freemason. (laughs) And some of this building style had to do with, was a Freemason. Oh, you know the Freemasons. I didn't hear this theory. Tell me more. Yeah, so it was. I found this on. Get this, the truth about the Winchester House dot com. Alrighty, by Richard Allen Wagner, mm-hmm. and he says that women can be Freemasons, and it says. Rod Iron Gates, whose Masonic symbolism represents the guiding path of self-initiation, leading directly through the twin Masonic pillars known as Boaz and Jaquin, and the, to the so-called switchback staircase, which literally doubles Masonically as the winding staircase. Hmm. So this seems to be a little pulling at technical wording. I, I'm not sure, but he just sees different. He sees different structural pieces. Pointing to Masonic influences. I don't know much about Freemasonry because it's supposed to be kept secret. I have met one Mason (laughs) and he was like, I'm a Freemason. And I was like, did you find the national treasure? And then he was like, you're dumb. I don't like you. And then we didn't really talk much. I think everything I know about Freemasons <laughs> is from National Treasure, so I'd like to apologize to all Freemasons. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. And uh, it's, it's an interesting little club. Little club. Uh, yeah. I don't think, though, a Nicolas Cage movie should necessarily be your source of any information, so I'm just saying yeah. I'm probably yeah. wrong about all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they give much insight into it at all. You don't think Unless... they were consultants on the movie? Yeah, I really don't think they were. I think they would have been a little, probably a little upset by those movies. Because yeah, he showed I them where the treasure was. Yeah. All right, what other theories did you read? 
Well, you also mentioned a little bit about how fancy this house was. Can I tell you some of the details? Because it is crazy bananas. This house I know is that it has expensive. mahogany. <laughs> As Effie Trinkets would say. Mahogany. <laughs> well, apparently there were freight cars loaded with gold and silver plated chandeliers. She had imported Tiffany glass windows. Oh my. Yeah. German silver and bronze inlays, Swiss molded bathtubs, and yes, rare precious woods like mahogany and rosewood. (laughs) (laughs) And also a lot of this never even got installed. There was so much. And because the plans were changing all the time, so there were still rooms full of stuff that had not been put in the house yet. Wow. Also, the Tiffany art glass windows in the ballroom. Yes, she had a ballroom in her house. They inscribed some words on those windows. And one of them is a quote from Shakespeare's Richard II. These same thoughts people this little world. What does that mean? Well, according to the Smithsonian article I read, here's their interpretation of that. Deposed from power and alone in his cell, the king has an idea to create a world within his prison cell, populated only by his imaginings and ideas. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) That's not really that spooky. Because, so I did read that same article, it seems. So they had some exclamation for it, but I didn't totally read all of it. But then I watched a 20-minute award-winning documentary on the Winchester House called Secrets of the Mansion. It was produced in 1997 Mm. by Tam Communications, directed by Tam O'Connor Frazier. So just a short little documentary on it, which is interesting. Talked about the technical side, mystery side. But they mentioned those windows, and they said, this text on the windows that no one ever has ever understood... But it's just from uh, Shakespeare, so I guess they didn't really do their homework on that one. (laughs) Well, Uh, Smithsonian did their homework. Shout out to Smithsonian. She also did other weird things in the house besides just the way there were rooms within rooms and staircases that went nowhere. In one room, in the floorboards, the way they're set up, when the light hits the floor a particular way... The dark boards appear light, and the light boards appear dark. I guess based on where the shadows fall and the way the wood is arranged. Did she really put this much thought in it? Apparently. And there is a longer book about her, and it is called Captive of the Labyrinth. (laughs) And I think this book author took a little bit more of a sympathetic approach to Sarah Winchester, talking about how at the time everybody was into mediums and spiritualists, and so a lot of her beliefs weren't that unusual for the day. Hmm. And there were things that made more sense when you knew more about them. So that 1906 earthquake I mentioned, apparently before this earthquake, there was a seven-story tower in the house, but it collapsed afterward. And the fifth and sixth floors dropped into lower parts of the house. Wow. Apparently this earthquake was huge for all of the San Francisco, California area. 
But she chose not to rebuild. She chose to just keep things the way they fell and like build around them or just seal them off and continue working on different portions. So that does explain some of the staircases that go nowhere and some of the doors that open to nothing. Not all of them, but some of them, they used to go to something. And then Hmm. that big earthquake when chimneys and walls fell over. That's what happened there. There we go. Some explanation. Mm-hmm. Some mystery solved. But because of that, there are still rooms being found to this day that people have never seen before. That is amazing. They actually found one. Yes. <laughs> there was one room that was found for the first time last October. A year ago, oh. they're still finding houses. And this room was boarded up after the earthquake. She had been in this room during the earthquake, and she thought that the evil spirits were responsible for it, so she didn't ever Mm. want to go in that room again. In this room, they found a pump organ, a Victorian couch, a dress form, a sewing machine, and paintings. So she even had stuff in this room. She just left it in there. Yes. To have so much money. And they... They are updating the tours of the house because there's mm-hmm. so much to see and they find these new rooms. So they just unveiled to the public a new tour with new rooms in May. And here's a little bit about that. But there are about 45 rooms. Some have never been open to the public until now. It's their new Explore More tour that's opening up today. We just entered the North Tour room. This is the first time anyone's ever been in here outside the public. Actually, employees were never allowed in here. Jan and Bomi, the, uh, the historian, <laughs> why weren't employees allowed in here? Because it was just too dangerous. There's holes all over the place where chimneys have been removed, where staircases were never built. Want to explore a little more? By the way, tour guides say you should definitely not stray from the tour because you could get lost. That would be crazy. Take dangerous. a backpack full of snacks. Yeah, they would never know. Well, don't do that. We aren't actually telling you to do that. The Mythbusters did do a scary movie night there. Cool. Oh, I would totally want to stray from the tour, Taylor. Yeah, and get lost and fall down a staircase that goes nowhere. But if you have your cell phone, what could could happen? (laughs) Extra battery. So we mentioned at the beginning that there's a movie coming out about the mystery house. Helen Mirren. Yay! Spooky movie! Spooky movie. Although, I don't know if it's going to be spooky. But Helen Mirren is going to play Sarah Winchester. They're shooting already in Australia. They actually built a, a Winchester house because the rooms in the actual Winchester mansion little too small sometimes for all the camera equipment and things so they built their own version which i'm sure is very different but open and just started filming they filmed a few scenes they filmed a little bit in the actual house itself so they were back doing that so i'm excited to see that what they do with that i wonder what they will focus on because basically it's about a woman building a house so like i feel Mm -hmm. like they're gonna have her i predict Helen Mirren will have an affair with one of the carpenters. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> add a little bit of intrigue because otherwise it's just sawing and nailing. Hmm. I don't know. Although it sounds like she had, I mean, she was pretty involved with the people who worked there, even if not romantically, because people worked there 24 hours a day. Right. Which is just 
bananas. And see, another theory I read. So this is from mm-hmm. moviepilot.com because they're talking about the movie. But mm-hmm. they said the employees were talking. They spread rumors that she spied on them. But possibly Ooh. they were just being sexist because they were not used to a mistress who would run her house and be concerned with the affairs of men like construction. So maybe they just Mm -hmm. hadn't met an ambitious woman like her, weren't used to it. I did hear that a lot of people love to gossip about her, and so it's hard to know if everything we've heard about her is true. Right. Because how many of these are just, you know ghost stories that people have handed down over the years right true we don't know the movie comes out in 2018 be looking out we'll tweet it out yes that one will be a good opportunity to learn more can i also tell you her spooky connection to gilmore girls Ooh, yes (laughs) okay can you guess where Sarah Party Winchester was born? Connecticut? Yes. She cool. was born in New Haven and lived there for most of her life till she moved to California. Wow. Look at that. This is adding to our list of pop culture references of people who have lived or have associations with New Haven, Connecticut. Like that is awesome. Valley of the Dolls. Remember? Yes. They went to Yale. Who else? There were a bunch of other ones in our early days that had connections. Like Artie right. Shaw. He lived in New Haven, Connecticut for a while. I need to go there. What is this? What is with this place? <laughs> I know. So it's another weird connection. And then after she died, so she had put a lot of her money into this house, obviously, but she also left a lot of money to the Yale New Haven Hospital to help do research and fight tuberculosis, mm. which her husband died from. That's amazing. Yeah. Go Sarah Winchester. She did not squander her money. Yeah, she definitely, she gave to charities, left a lot behind. She's had a lot of it. And it sounds like (laughs) she was pretty generous with her family. And her workers. Some of them came to live with her for a while or she helped support them. Yeah. Not a bad lady. Yeah. So Taylor. How does this reference fit into the context of the episode? Well, in episode 121, I think, so she's talking about Luke needs to cease work on the Winchester Mystery House. And I think her, part of the implication there is, if she doesn't make Luke stop, he will never stop. He will keep coming back because he's avoiding Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like Sarah Winchester was never going to stop working on her house to try and deal with these fears that she had, which say what you will about ghosts. But I think that is completely fear based living. Every decision she made mm-hmm. was based on trying to keep these unknown spirits with presumably what she thought were ever changing whims and maybe a vengeance for her she was trying Mm -hmm. to appease them her whole life and that's exhausting and so i think lorelei's point here is luke's never gonna stop to try avoiding the thing he's afraid of Mm. maybe what do you yeah and i 
I, I think that's spot on. And I think that she saw that he was no longer just trying to help her or just doing this out of enjoyment, but that it had become more of an mm-hmm. obsession. Ooh, that's a good word. Yeah, just using this or it was it was like it was all that was occupying his extra brain space was fixing her home. And he needed to let it go. Deal with yeah. real life. So then maybe that's what she's talking about too in winter when she's saying you need to let go of this mom. Mm. and not you know she's rearranging her house not quite as exorbitantly as sarah winchester but sarah winchester lost her husband and then built that crazy house oh yeah and emily's just lost richard so she was afraid she Mm. was gonna start down that same path yeah maybe or maybe the winchester mystery family maybe those are the ghosts that live in her ball gowns (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that could be. <laughs> I think that's totally right. And at first glance, you might think, oh, it's just Luke. He's doing a lot of work on the house. Sarah Winchester did a lot of work on her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it goes much deeper with the avoidance of the real issues and the obsession that it became. Mm-hmm. So, Taylor... Is that our show? Yes. <laughs> That's our show. Okay. Yay. We have made it through season one of Gilmore Girls. What Boom. Up? Mic drop. <laughs> 21 different references. Solved. Understood. Explained. Whoop whoop. Appreciate I'm so proud of us. It Me feels too. awesome. I think we can celebrate this. Have our I own little Winchester mystery party. Woo-hoo. <laughs> what would we do there? Um, I know. I'm so excited. And now that we have officially wrapped on season one on our end, we should maybe give you a little heads up about our next plan. Because we're not jumping straight into season two. We should tell mm-hmm. you what we're doing. So we are going to go back, go back to a couple references that we wanted to cover but couldn't because we just chose one per episode, and we're going to cover those until November 26th, 25th, uh, whatever that Friday is, which will be our one-year anniversary of our show. So we're going to finish that out. Also about one year since the release of A Year in the Life. Yeah, because we came out right that same weekend. So it'll be our one year. It'll be a whole season. And it'll be 25 episodes. Well, that'll be episode 25. So we are looking at some of the old references, but we want to hear from you. If there's something you want to know from season one, tweet yeah, us right now because we're probably working on the next one right now. <laughs> so, and, But we haven't firmly settled on them. Right. So if there's something you're dying to know, like, tell us. We want to know. Yeah, we want to cover it. So uh, that is when it's going to happen. And then after that episode, we are going to take a little hiatus just for a Mm -hmm. month, uh, get through the holidays, 
and then yeah. we'll be back January. Yeah, because things Season get two. a little crazy town. Yeah, they do. And it's not that we don't love doing this, but we also no. love our families. And I know I personally have to travel for two weddings in December, so that's going to get How is this? Are you a bridesmaid in them? In one of them. Okay. And I'm really excited for it. The other one I am not a... Well, I am excited for the other one. I'm not going to be in that one, though. So gotcha. that one won't be quite as much work. That's good. Yay. Eight weddings this year. Woo! Oh, I've had... Uh, Big ol' zero. Whoa, lucky you. Actually, I love weddings, and I have no complaints at all. They just get a little expensive when you have a lot. Yeah, I haven't been to one in a while, and I kind of want to go to one. They okay. are fun. You want to be my date? <laughs> I would totally be your date. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So I have a couple of weddings to go to this December. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing, guys. We'll still be tweeting at you, and... I don't know, might send you a couple shout outs, but that's the plan. Yeah, for sure. So we'll keep you posted. Keep you posted. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening this whole year, or even if you just joined us. We so appreciate it. This has been a blast. It's become more than what we thought it would, obviously, Mm -hmm. because we thought we'd be 15 minutes (laughs) and we are not. (laughs) So thank you guys for talking to us, listening to us. It's awesome. Yeah. And thanks to our fun people on Twitter, like Lizette and Angela and Meredith and a lot of, I mean, I have not even named all the people who are so great at, like, they love responding to our tweets, presumably love because they keep doing it. I don't want to speak for them, but we so appreciate the tweets and we are so glad we can help you find new ways to love Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So give us a review, guys, on iTunes. That really helps us out. We haven't had one in a few weeks, and we're we're kind of... Uh, I don't know. We just need one, guys. It's really nice. And tweeted us at Socha Show. Individually, I'm at Kyla Katnedu, K-Y-L-A-C-A-R-N-E-I-R-O. That's a really beautiful Twitter handle, and I love it. It's just my name. <laughs> It's beautiful. Your name is beautiful. Thank you. you are beautiful. Thank Your soul you. is beautiful. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Just, I really <laughs> wanted to build you up since you were feeling a little sad about the <laughs> no Google reviews. reviews. No Google reviews? Um, I mean, well, we, no Google reviews either, but what I really meant was <laughs> no iTunes reviews. Apple Podcast reviews. I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm Taylor, and you can find me at Lynn underscore Emmanuel. Or... You have the best gifts. <laughs> Thanks so much. I also wrote in a Tony winning play. You're amazing. And I'm Taylor. also a big fan of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but you should also follow my good friend at TBlake24. Yeah, holla. All right, guys, our next episode. If it's not decided by you tweeting at us or emailing us at so it's a show at gmail.com, it's going to be this. Ah, uh, no. Uh, I got to go home. Why? What are you doing? Uh, I have to change and go to tea with Gran and the cast of Gaslight.